1: It could have been a lot worse. It could have been an actual carjacking. David, it was crazy. I had an unbelievable experience this weekend. It wasn't even me. I'm sorry. This isn't about me. It was about my son and his friends. I have been wanting to, my dad has loaned me his car, but his car doesn't have CarPlay in it. It has like the factory installed GPS that I don't like. And when my kids borrow it, they want CarPlay. Apple CarPlay is one of the greatest inventions. It's fantastic. Okay. So I tried to call around to some automotive places and say, I want to install CarPlay in my car. I'm talking like $1, 12, 1300 bucks. I was like, well, that's a lot of money. Maddox says to me, Mom, I can order it online and I'll install it for you. I'm like, really? Because, you know, you're 18. How would you know how to do something like that? And he said he could do it okay, no problem. Reminded him that he was Jewish. We're not necessarily handy like that, but, you know, uh, he was going to try. And I was like, okay, right? What's the worst that could happen? Um, So he orders one. It wasn't the right one. He sends it back. He orders another one. This is the right one. So he is out in the garage. Um, The neighbor came over to talk to Mark about something, helped him a little, but Maddox was getting it done. Then Maddox's friends come and hang out with him, you know, for the afternoon. So Maddox has the garage open. He's sitting in my car, which is parked in the garage. And he's working on it and his buddies are like hanging out in the garage. You know, they're all chatting. Mark is in the house. I was playing Mahjong or out of the house. A car pulls up in front of my house, parks on the street. Somebody in the car, there were three or four people in the car. One of the people in the car gets out of the car. He is dressed in a blue camo hoodie and a full black ski mask. The one you would go skiing in or possibly rob a bank in. He starts walking up my driveway. The boys unknowingly that are hanging out in the garage walk into view and this person sees now that they're two boys, and maybe even Maddox in the car. Turns on his heel, takes off running back into his own vehicle, which then peels out, burns rubber down my block. The boys are really stunned, yet they got a good look at him because they remembered it was a black ski mask and it was a blue camo hoodie. It was too fast for the... Boys to get a picture or certainly register that they should maybe get a license plate. You know, the driveway's not long, but it's like a regular sized driveway. So, you know, they couldn't see the car fast enough. They come in, they close the garage, they come in the house and tell Mark, call St. Louis Park Police. St. Louis Park Police says this is the third call they've received about the same thing. I, again, I'm still out. This isn't happening for me in real time because, you know, to me, I'd remain calm, cool, and collected. Of course, I would be freaking out like a lunatic had I known that this happened. So the St. The, the Louis Park police tell my husband that apparently this band of would-be carjackers, I, I imagine they were trying to steal the car, not just the maybe the contents of it. I have no idea. Whatever. They're robbers. I can't really get in their head. I don't have that mindset. Said they're not even going for the cars that are on the street. Because remember, my my son's kids all drive. And they had their cars parked on the street in front of my house. They said they're – the St. Louis Park Police said they're not looking for parked cars. They're looking for open garages because it's more likely that the cars in the open garages – would have keys in them, first of all. Um, that would never happen for me. I would. I always lock my car. I would never have the keys in the car. And secondly, that if they are trying to, you know, like jimmy the lock open on the car, they are at least hidden being in the garage than they would be on the street. Because if I saw someone trying to jimmy a lock on someone's car on the street, I might go out and say, can I help you? Or I might call the cops, right? You know, if if you were... If it was your car, you'd probably call a locksmith instead of trying to jury, you know, jury rig the the lock. So the kids are pretty, like, they thought it was cool. Thank God nobody got hurt. You know, they have a great, David's laughing because, you know, now they have a great story. Oh, these carjackers, I mean, it is a pretty good story. But it totally freaked me out. And I came in the house and I said, well, who leaves their keys in the car, in the garage? But people, I now have learned, because I've told the story a few times, People do, so maybe these would-be carjackers are not as stupid as I thought they were. Growing up in New Jersey, that just never would have happened. I I wouldn't leave my keys in any car anywhere, and um, it totally freaked me out. If anybody from the St. Louis Park Police is listening, I hope you caught these jerks, and I hope that you had something to arrest them on. Because when I came home and the boys told me this. Now, remember, I wasn't here. I didn't see the car. I didn't get to experience any of the drama. Yet, I felt violated by this story. That these people were going to walk into my home, my property, and think that they could just steal my car. And I felt violated about that. The boys had calmed down. I think they obviously they didn't realize So after the actual event, what happened. Um, and now it just makes for a good story, because I don't think there's any repercussions. And certainly nothing bad happened. The the, the car ja- would-be carjackers got spooked and ran off. Do you leave your keys in the car? And if you do, I hope this is a cautionary tale for you to no longer do it. David, please tell me you don't leave the keys in the car.
2: Uh, no, never.
1: Okay. Uh. And... Is that like a normal thing for you or just as an adult, you realize that you shouldn't do that?
2: No, I have never, uh, no, I've never okay. left my, key. I've never stored my keys in my car. No, no. you take them inside, they're on the dresser or something like that. I, I actually thought about this this weekend because, so we occasionally will heat, will run our vehicles to heat them up before we leave yes. somewhere, which means mm-hmm. I will occasionally leave a vehicle running in my garage for five minutes. Which I think about is that a good decision? Um, which I still do that, which I don't know. I suppose some people would say that's a bad decision. Um, I did, I almost did that in my driveway this weekend. I was going to turn the vehicle on, oh. and then it was in the driveway, and I thought, eh, I'm going to turn it off and take the keys with me because it's in the driveway, it's visible. Anybody walking by could see that that car is running with nobody in it. Um, So I don't know. I've never had an incident like that. I've never even had somebody go down my block that I go, huh, I wonder if they're, but it's Mm -hmm. something that, uh, I, I, I think we all think about these days.
1: I, uh, when I first started parking, my well, you know, when I, when I first got a car, I got a job and I could afford a car. You know, we had to, I lived in a small apartment, uh, and I had to park on the street and we lived in Northeast Pennsylvania. And, um, it snowed a lot there and it was cold in the Poconos. I mean, not as cold as it is here, but it was cold. And I splurged. I was making I don't know, like $21,000 a year. I splurged to get a remote starter because you can start, you know, you click a button from the house if your car is close enough and it starts. But if somebody tries to get in and steps on the brake, you know, to put the car and drive, the car automatically shuts off. So you need the key to get into the car. And I thought that was great technology because then it won't get stolen. And even if I needed to warm it up on the street, you know, I could do that and it would stop if the, um, if somebody tried to get in and steal it. but, it was such a strange experience. you know, the boys have been talking about it all week. You know, I, I God will thank God, I haven't had an experience where someone has broken into the house, but my next door neighbors literally I live in St. Louis Park, so the we have postage stamp, you know, we have very small plots of land and we're right next to each other. My next door neighbors got broken into when they're on vacation, and somebody came in and uh, you know, sort of like busted through the back door and then rifled through the house. They were just looking for cash. They didn't steal the cars. They didn't steal anything. They were just looking for money. And um, didn't get away with much. There wasn't a lot in the house. But it was more like sport, you know, for these robbers. And that's what I thought. I thought, wow, if these people are looking to do it for sport, you got to be really bored. And you got to be a real jerk. You know, I I was, I did. I felt, even though it didn't get stolen, I felt violated about it. And I was curious to know if it had happened uh, to anyone else. Six five one four six one nine two two six. People are agreeing with me. Yeah, Jor, my remote starter shuts off when any door is open. Exactly. Like you need, you need. Um, the remote starters are fantastic technology. So that's great. Uh, let's see. Uh, this happened to my neighbors. This texture writes in Southwest Minneapolis a few months back. One individual walked right into the house and took the keys from the mudroom and stole their car. I witnessed the entire event. Oh my gosh. See that's chutzpah, that's balls. You walk into somebody's house, and you, that had to be an inside job. Also, how did they know where the keys were? I guess I don't know if the mudroom is like right there on the door. But see that we have a lock on the door to the mudroom. Also, you you have to use a key or a code or you know something to get in. No, no, no. Wow. Someone says their car, a car was probably stolen anyway. Yeah, their car might have been stolen anyway. Just a heads up to all my friends in St. Louis Park uh, and surrounding areas, because it's certainly not just St. Louis Park that this is happening to. Just a heads up. They could be out there. Be careful. Keep an eye out and keep your phone with you so you can, uh, you can report them. When we get back. Just how much are you willing to spend to watch your shows ad-free? Let's talk next. I like these 80s throwbacks. Good music. Thank you, David. Uh, David gave me a great suggestion. He said... um, when he's working in the garage, he said you keep music on, right? So anybody passing will know somebody's in there, right?
2: Yeah, I keep I have a radio in my garage, and if I'm working out there, that radio is usually on, especially if it's nighttime yeah. or something, so that it's it just seems clear that that garage is an active work zone, not just like right. an empty garage that somebody left open.
1: Yeah, and I again never thought about that, and maybe I'm naive. I never thought someone would have the balls to like walk in, t- basically, to my home you know, and steal something. I, I guess I do think about that because I always lock it. I don't keep the keys in there. But I, my God, in the middle of the day, by the way, this was like, you know, two in the afternoon. It's not like it was the middle of the night. Uh, hey, Jorg, I, I see a lot of your text, So let's, I promise we'll get to the uh, Amazon Prime charging us more now. But uh, let's see. Most home burglaries occur when the house garage door is unlocked. They know the garage is the key to getting in. Yeah, okay. Um, And by the way, that friend who said her neighbor's key got lifted from the mudroom, she says they were in the house at the time. Oh, thank God they just took the the car. Uh, Jor, hey, luckily no one was hurt. Many incidents like this here in Minneapolis with assaults, but we're supposed to pretend crime isn't happening. Yeah, I know. No, we're not pretending crime isn't happening. This is why we need more officers. I mean, I'm St. Louis Park. Hopefully they are better staffed. But yeah, I get it. Uh, let's see, Jor, my daughter, driving in Minneapolis, had a person run in front of her car, asked her to run him over. She waited until he moved, ran in uh, in front of another car. Oh, my God. Then a family member retrieved him. Oh, my goodness. Well, that sounds like somebody who may be mentally challenged. Yeah. Hey, Jor, uh, my 91-year-old mom, someone ransacked her parked car. She's less than 10 feet from her door. She's never had any in- incidents of vandalism or theft in 60 plus years when she lived in her home in Crystal. It's so sad people feel that this is okay and this happened last Thursday. So heads up friends, you know, Crystal that's not too far from St. Louis Park, you know. They're they're on the lookout. I mean, I He had the sense to wear a ski mask and let us know he was a bad guy, right? That's what robbers wear, ski masks. (laughs) And yes, David, we did, I did talk with Maddox afterward, like had Maddox been alone in the car, which he was all morning before his friends happened to stop by, um, the person would have made it all the way into the garage and then try to get in on the driver's side where Maddox was sitting. So that would have been like a very close confrontation and... Maddox doesn't have a weapon on him, but, you know, I mean, what do you do? You scream. Mark happened to be in the house. I have no idea if he would have heard him, but hopefully Mm -hmm. this wimp or this bad robber would have gotten spooked and run away. Yeah.
2: Or you think of it the other way. What if Maddox had gone inside and then come back out into the garage and the person's already in the vehicle and it's the other way around? Then, like, what do you do? Do you just go back in your home and call 911 and let them go with the car? Or do you try to... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, It's troubling even to go back and think about the different ways that could have gone down.
1: That's it. It could have gone down really badly. And we got out the easiest way possible. Thank God, you know, he saw the boy. Thank God there was more than one person in there. It wasn't just my son. and, um, And the guy ran away. I just hope that people catch him, that the cops catch him, all of them, and that they don't have an opportunity to even attempt it again. Okay, so before, and and we'll have to revisit this later in the show, because coming up at 9.35, yes, we're going to talk with Brian Murphy. Uh, Brian is from Detroit, Brian Murphy from Purple Insider, and bring me the news, he's from Detroit, so he must have been very disappointed that his Detroit Lions are not going to the Super Bowl, but we'll talk about that in just a minute, and I'm going to plant this seed because we're going to have to bring it up maybe at 9.50. How much are you willing to spend to be ad-free? When Netflix started, it was probably 799 or 899., I, mean, I think it was 799. And now it's 1699. So it's definitely doubled in the x amount of years that Netflix has been on the air. Has it even been 10 years yet? I'll have to Google when Netflix started. I don't know if it's been 10 years. But Amazon wants to do the same thing now. They want to make more revenue so we're going to have two options cancel your subscription or pay three dollars an extra extra to continue watching ad free because they're going to start putting commercials on what you watch on amazon and if you don't want the commercials you have to pay three dollars more per month to continue viewing ad free i don't even know what i pay for amazon we're prime members so it might be included In that subscription, maybe they're going to charge us $3 more. I have to ask Mark now what kind of emails. I think he's the the lead on that one. I'm the one on Netflix, and I always say yes because I watched a lot of stuff on Netflix. But really, streaming services, this is why streaming services were invented, to get us away from advertisements. This is why we pay. I don't want to pay another $3 a month. How much money do you have to make, Amazon? Not okay. Whatever I'm paying, it's enough. Streaming services are booming. And yet, they want us to pay more. I want you to think about that because we're going to revisit this at 9.50. And I'm going to ask Brian Murphy how much he pays for the NFL Sunday ticket. Do they still have NFL Sunday ticket? Uh,
2: Yes, somewhere. But it's moved around a bit. I'm not sure. Yeah.
1: It it used to be on... um, Not Dish. What was the other one? DirecTV, because we used to have to pay a lot for DirecTV, and it was expensive. But, okay, we'll continue that discussion with Brian and also talk about the Lions and, yes, all things Taylor Swift via football. Next. Next I know you've all been waiting for me to break down the games this weekend, and we're going to have a real expert in to talk about that. But, you ready? Here we go. The Chief Ravens game was a defensive slug fest. I was definitely surprised by the low score, especially considering the offensive firepower both teams possess. The Chiefs built a 17 0 lead in the first half. Um, thank you to Mahomes' magic and Kelsey's monster performance, but the Ravens' defense clamped down on the second half, shutting out Kansas City and nearly pulling off a stunning comeback. Lamar Jackson had his moments, but costly turnovers and penalties ultimately did the Ravens in. Taylor Swift was not suited up for this game, but she did garner a lot of airtime. So the question becomes, Brian Murphy, how did I do?
3: Um, I was about to drop the cell phone and go back to my business. I thought that yeah. was as, as good of a summary as you could find. Now what about the <laughs> NFC
1: game? Though? Oh wait, hold on, hold on. Okay, hold on, hold on. Um I understand the pain of a blown lead. The Lions' collapse against the 49ers was epic, a real gut punch for Detroit fans. They were cruising with a 21-point lead in the third quarter, but then everything went haywire. The 49ers' defense stiffened, Purdy found his groove, and the Lions often sputtered like a faulty engine, got through a costly pick six, and Detroit special teams' magic vanished. It was a masterclass in how to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory.
3: I'm not sure I have much to add here. Uh you were gonna talk about Amazon Prime. No, I mean that was very I mean, that was as succinct and as detail oriented as either summary could be. Fantastic. Well, that
1: is very kind. We can thank Google Bard. You know, I don't know any about what I just said. I just oh, you put, put it, it into in Google the dialogue yeah. machine, huh? <laughs> yes, and I asked AI uh, what I was supposed to say about both of those games. And yes, of course, we can break it down. But, but Brian, you're from Detroit. Do you have allegiance to the Lions? And how did you feel about the game? <sighs>
3: Yeah, I mean, it's grown over the past few weeks as the momentum has grown with, with this team. And I'm obviously in touch with family and friends back home who were who are extremely excited. Um, I personally am not that devastated. Uh, I think there's a little more anger and and um, disappointment than there is devastation just in the text change that I've been on over the last 12 hours mainly because I think it, it's it's viewed as a game the Lions had in hand and lost as opposed to just not being able to overcome a superior opponent on the road. You know, 17-point lead. There were some coaching decisions by Dan Campbell uh, opting to go for it on first, fourth down twice when they were in field goal range that could have changed the dynamic of that second half. But again, this is Dan Campbell, the aggressive, you know, kneecap-biting chews nails for breakfast, you know, stirs mercury in his coffee. I mean, this is a guy that prides himself on being aggressive in, you know, in his day-to-day life and how they've always played on fourth down. So it, it bit him though this time and it cost them against a the superior team that, that finally got its act together in the second half. So I'm not as disappointed as some folks back home, but a lot of people are thinking too, that this is an ascending team and you need to build some scar tissue with tough defeats along the way. I'm sure Vikings fans would say, hold my beer on that, but um, it, it, I, I don't feel like this was a, a lost moment forever. I think it was maybe just, you know, uh, a hiccup and as part of a longer journey, I guess.
1: Is the there Lions. some kind of, is there some kind of conspiracy that the Chiefs have to go to the Super Bowl because nobody wants to see this Travis Kelsey, uh, Taylor Swift romance end too soon in the season? I mean, is there any kind of, Conspiracy that we need Taylor at the Super Bowl.
3: Well, I'm sure it, it's, it's outstanding for the world of marketing and brand marketing yes. and the NFL yes. and pop culture that Taylor Swift will be in Las Vegas for the Super Bowl to cheer on her boyfriend, Travis Kelsey. As for a wider, grander, all encompassing conspiracy that the league orchestrated this, um, I don't think so, because that would have meant the Baltimore Ravens were in on it, because, frankly, they were awful yesterday, especially early on. Uh, you know, look, the Baltimore's quarterback, Lamar Jackson, he's poised to win his second most valuable player. I mean, he's phenomenal. But the Ravens looked awful from the start. They were undisciplined the rest of the way, whether it was penalties, turnovers, or just their overall demeanor. They were the number one seed. They had home field advantage. The Chiefs, obviously, defending champs. Been to the Super Bowl for the five last four of the last five years, but this was Baltimore's moment, and they dropped the ball literally and figuratively. And I, I find it you know, this is what champions do. I mean, champions like Mahomes and Kelsey and the Chiefs, they're grizzled, they're not going to get overwhelmed by the moment. You know, there was this notion that Kansas City couldn't win on the road, Mahomes had never won a road playoff game, lo and behold. Uh, they take care of business in Buffalo they take care of business in Baltimore and here you are uh, a familiar foe back in the in the Super Bowl so I, I if there was a conspiracy it was Baltimore in on it um, by not arriving for their moment so that's that's where the conspiracy is to me that Baltimore just didn't show up
1: do you make predictions do you have a prediction of what's going to happen in the Super Bowl
3: it's a long way off. we got two weeks of hype to go. we got injuries to look at. we got matchups to dissect. I don't even know what the early uh, lines are. I'm sure there's one out there in Vegas. Uh, I'm guessing San Francisco would be a slight favorite just because they have the, the, the better record. It's a rematch of Super Bowl 54 just four years ago, which the Chiefs won. You know, this is for the 49ers. I mean, they're going for their sixth Super Bowl title, which would tie them with New England for the most overall, but they haven't won one since 1994. Kansas City, as we said, fourth time in five years. They're going for the first back-to-back championships since the Patriots about 20 years ago. So there's plenty to look at. Um, these are two solid teams. I'm looking forward to an entertaining game. As for right now, I'd say that probably the the slight edge just on paper would go to the 49ers. Hmm.
1: Now, we did – thank you for listening, by the way, because we were having a conversation before you came on about how Amazon Prime is upping its fee for $3 if it wants to stay ad-free or else they're just going to force us to watch ads. Now, I used to be married to a a rabid football fan, and we used to have three TVs going at the same time because, you know, we're from New Jersey, and we would get the NFL Sunday ticket, and he'd have like three different games on. So how are people viewing – football and what do they pay? Because I remember the NFL Sunday ticket was hundreds of dollars every year. It was on direct TV. So do people still pay that much to watch different games in different parts of the country? And how what are those viewing habits like for for football fans?
3: Well I think if you look at the, the, the proliferation of uh, fantasy football over the last twenty five years and now mm-hmm. the mass legalization of sports gambling that is kind of taking over the country um, there is a desire, an insatiable desire, to be able to view all games at all times. So there is, you mentioned the Sunday ticket is a package Direct TV's had for years where you can watch any game. There's also the red zone where you pay a fee to basically bounce around to games as they're in scoring position. Oh. As As teams are, are driving down the field, you have a potential to see scoring plays. That's feeding the appetites. Of fans who are, want to know if their running back is going to score on this particular drive, mm-hmm. or if their quarterback is going to get uh, more points, if if their defense is going to hold up, if it's going to go down to a field goal or not, it kind of um, it kind of feeds the uh, you know our, our narrowing attention spans in some ways. Yes, but also it,
1: only it, the good it, plays.
3: <laughs> yeah, it, it it allows you to not only track your individual uh, desires and, and investments on on a game from a snap to snap basis but it allows you to to avoid commercials if you want um, and and just zip around and always have a game on, but you're not watching the same game all the time. I've done that. I've had variations of all the packages over the years. Mm -hmm. I'm just content now to just kind of watch my my noon game, my three game, my seven o'clock game, see some highlights. But for the rabid fan who needs all access all the time, um, there's no shortage of opportunities to watch football from noon to 10 p.m. on a Sunday for 18 weeks a year.
1: And, you know, obviously, DirecTV used to charge a whole lot of money. This Red Zone, I mean, it, that's a paid service, right?
3: Yes, it is. It's a sp- specific it, product you can subscribe to.
1: Yeah, this I, and it. I, I, look, football fans love it, so they're willing to pay the price, and I guess that's true of, of streaming. And let me get back to my original question, and thank you for that education about viewing football. Um, when you watch streaming. Do you expect it to be ad-free? Are you willing to pay three more dollars for you know Prime to be ad-free? Or are we all reverting back to, sure, we pay for streaming, uh, and now we're just going to sit through the commercials?
3: I guess it depends on what the program is. I mean, for me and my viewing habits, I've always been a big HBO fan. So obviously I've mm-hmm. been conditioned to watch dramas and comedies commercial-free because I'm paying for that service. Uh, I'm conditioned on Netflix to watch either movies or documentaries or docu-series without ads. Um, I'm conditioned to, to rent for, what, three ninety nine, four ninety five, whatever I want on Amazon Prime. Now, if we're talking mm-hmm. um, episodic television, I'm probably more willing to tolerate commercials because I have my entire life. Um, but if mm-hmm. we're talking dramatic series that are premium television, you know, I'm talking the houses of House of Cards, and and, all, yeah. and we can go down all the Netflix series and all the uh, Hulu series and, and FX and AMC. You know, I I am more I'm less willing to pay for or watch commercials when I'm getting my drama on, if that makes sense. than no, I would be no, totally. if, if I was watching a, a standard 22 minute sitcom. Um, totally. Give me the commercials, it's fine.
1: And it's like, really, guys, this is what this is why we pay. Like HBO started this by, all right, we'll take your money, but we'll take away the ads. Now they're saying we'll take your money and we'll give you ads. I'm just, I'm annoyed by it because they're already getting our money and now they just want more. So,
3: just supply and demand. I do feel like we're on our way to an a la carte world in the in the television viewing industry. I hope mm. sometime soon, whether it's sports, entertainment, news. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't need 500 channels I'm not going to watch. Just give me the 50 that I love and I'll pay for them. and I'll find a way to make it work in my budget. I don't I think we're closer to that than maybe we were a few years back. Um, I think it's just what the audience is going to dictate what the marketplace
1: becomes. Mm -hmm. Brian Murphy from Purple Insider and Bring Me the News. Anything you're working on that you want to plug?
3: No, I'm actually taking a breather right now and trying to concentrate on my home life and my real job. (laughs)
1: Excellent. Well, oh, thank you for the time today. Really appreciate it. And thank you for my critique of my Google Bard, uh, very weak effort at my uh, Jordana Does the NFL. Thank you, Brian.
3: No problem. Take care, Jordana.
1: (laughs) You got it. See, but Brian had some great analogies and some great thoughts in there that Google Bard will never be able to recreate because Brian is a human. So when we get back, how much are you willing to pay? Are you annoyed? at Prime Video for the extra $3 are you going to not have it anymore? What do you think? 6514619226. Amazon has 70 million customers that are watching by the way. And I'm not just talking about like people who buy stuff on Amazon. It's probably more. I'm talking about people who watch Amazon Prime. So today, Prime Video is going to start showing ads. You're going to see that. They say it's going to generate $5 billion in ad revenue annually. Five billion. So they need another $5 billion a year, and they're going to charge $3 for each of us that want to watch shows on Prime Video to create that. I don't like it. I don't like it. Only one-third of subscribers are expected to shell out the extra money to avoid commercials. That's according to Bank of America. One-third are going to do it. The rest of us are going to sit through commercials. I I don't think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to sit through the commercials. I'm just used to that.
2: See, to me, the problem is not that this one... Streaming services, in a sense, see, I, I see this as upping their price. They're just like the service you want yeah. is as free content and they're mm-hmm. upping their price $3 and then mm-hmm. you can have a discount if you want to have ads. That's that's a better way that they should have imaged it. But to me, if Amazon Prime Video was where I watched most of my things, which it's not, mm-hmm. but if that was my preferred platform, yes. then mm-hmm. sure, if I'm going to watch that every day, um, yes, I'd be happy to pay an extra $3. But to me, the problem is that we all feel like we have to have multiple streaming. You have to have, like, minimum three, it feels like. Three, four, five different streaming services. Right. And if I'm paying right. for all of those, all of a sudden I go, okay, now my monthly bill is creeping up back into, like, the cable a TV table. range of $100 or more. And, like, that I'm unwilling to do. So, to me, um, and I don't have say over this in my house, but if if I did have yeah. say, I would choose one... Or maybe yeah, two yeah. streaming services and say, here's the ones we're going to watch. If you want to watch a show that's not on these, like, I don't know, wait till next year and we'll switch to a different streaming service or something. But it just feels like I don't want to be ruled by streaming services that put a flashy I new know. thing up and say, pay us $15 a month to get this. Like, I, I, Like, I don't want that to be my life. I want to pay... A reasonable amount of money for quality, mm-hmm. ad-free entertainment. And then when I want to watch something, choose between those things. And I just – to get stuck paying 100 bucks a month for five different streaming services is not where I'm at. I so I don't know. The three it's extra dollars, ahead. whatever, if that's the one I'm going to do, it doesn't really
1: matter. Mm-hmm. Hulu, Paramount, Disney <clears throat> Plus, Netflix. Apple. I know. I yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like I need to do an audit and go through – and say what are what are we really watching, and then be done with the others because there are some like that I just signed up for. You yeah. know, did the yep. free trial and because that's how they get you sucked in. You of watch course. the show you want, and then you forget about it. Yeah, I I need to do that. I think I would pick Netflix. I think the most of the stuff I watch is on Netflix.
2: Yeah, I think Netflix still feels like the one you can't do without.
1: Right. Um, right.
2: And then I think a lot of us would would be okay with two. Right. So then you add on Hulu yeah. or you add on YouTube yeah. or you add on prime video or something but like right it's
1: 25 dollars a month even 30 dollars a month if that's what you're paying for yeah, two services that seems reasonable doable, but mm-hmm. all right well whatever youtube oh, excuse me it wasn't youtube it was um amazon prime video stop it because we already i already pay for prime you know what i mean already got the two-day shipping i already pay you plus buy a lot of stuff off of amazon so stop it we want to still be commercial free uh coming up in the next hour I watched Killers of the Flower Moon. Yes, I promise we will talk about that. And Martin Scorsese, you need to stop it. You need to embrace brevity. I will talk more about that. But David will have quick takes. What do you have, my friend?
2: Uh, Well, the warm weather, the continued warm weather in Minnesota Mm. is closing more winter festivities. We'll talk about that also. Scientists in France have taught rats... How to take selfies. We'll find out why coming up in Quick Takes. Can you believe that? And
1: I am sorry about this, David, because David has a child named Winter. He loves (laughs) Winter so much. He named his child Winter. And I am looking outside right now. There is no snow. It is probably above freezing where you are. And I do feel bad for friends like David who love the winter and want to embrace it. And, And someone said, where's Adam? He's supposed to be ice fishing. I mean, God willing, nobody fell through. Hopefully everybody was safe.
2: Did you not see the pictures he posted of ice fishing?
1: I did. did. And there were some fish.
2: Successful. Mm -hmm. There was some large fish, yeah.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. And he was he did not look wet, so thank God. It's my it's my understanding. (laughs) Hasn't fallen in yet. (laughs) He hasn't fallen in yet. He'll be back tomorrow. All right, let's take a quick break for news here on CCO. I'm Jordana. I'll be right back